step right up and come on in. Here's where the fun begins. I'm your host, Mike Russo, and everybody's busy and just a little dizzy bringing you the St. Canard Files, our Darkwing Duck podcast. Welcome to a very special bonus episode where me and two friends of mine who have been on the show before are just gonna talk together for a little while on Disney Afternoon, Disney Television Animation, our memories of it, and just have a good time talking about one of our favorite subjects. With me tonight are Bill Yudesky. Hi, Bill. Hello, Mike. And... Tiffany Silverbron. Hi, Tiffany. Hi. You guys probably remember both of them. They were in very recent episodes. Bill was on Twitching Channels and Dance with Bigfoot, if you want to go back and listen to that. And Tiffany was on My Valentine Ghoul and Dead Duck recently. So it's really great to have you guys both back. I know you love Disney television animation and Disney Afternoon. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad to be here. glad to have you guys so i want to start the very very beginning bill what was the very first disney television series that was animated so the very first back in 1985 that was disney's adventures of the gummy bears and tiffany what was the other one the wuzzles the wuzzles the gummy bears and the wuzzles now did anybody watch the Wuzzles when that was first airing? Um, I think I did. <laughs> I loved it when I was a kid. And what are your What are your memories of it? Out of curiosity. Um, you know, it's pretty interesting. This is something that I wanted to say about it, which isn't necessarily the episodes of the show, but because I was so young when um, Gummy Bears and the Wuzzles came out with both of them I have the strongest memories about those uh read-along books with the cassette tapes right (laughs) which I love to fall asleep to as a kid and whenever I try to think of episodes of both of those it's the first thing that pops in my mind is those books (laughs) oh how about you Bill Did, did you watch either of those like when they were brand new yeah I uh well Interestingly enough, I uh, I was probably a little too young when they first came out. I was two years old, so I wasn't uh, really familiar with what was going on television at the time. But um, I re- I remember times when I was going over to my uh, uh, friend's house um, as I got a little bit older, and this was before Ducktales had come out. I know we haven't gotten there yet, but. Mm-mm. I over at my neighbor's house, I would go up to their uh, to to play with all, all my friends that live next door. And in my friend's one uh, slightly older sister's room, she had all these characters of the Wuzzles. And I looked at them and looked back at my friend and I said, who are these? What are these? Why are these? <laughs> <laughs> and he explained it. And I it was it was interesting to me. And I didn't realize that it was connected to Disney because I think eventually I, I was familiar with the gummy bears and they kind of looked like them. But uh, yeah, I, I don't remember watching them at all. But uh, I will agree with Tiff on those those tapes that she mentioned. Um, I remember that I had a one of those like animatronic uh big birds <laughs> mm-hmm. that you in the back in his back was an opening for the for the cassette and i th- 
I when I first got that, I got Sesame Street tapes, obviously, but I remember getting a Gummy Bears tape, and on it was um, basically a uh, rendition of the one episode, an early episode of Gummy Bears, Zummy Makes It Hot, and I remember that vividly. Um, I rem- yeah. remember hearing the story of Gummy crossing the bridge, having, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, he was, um, um, you know, afraid of heights and all that. And uh, I just, I just enjoyed it because it was just uh, fun to listen to. So that was my first uh, experience, just, just like Tiff. You know, it's I funny. Actually, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry, Tiffany. Go on. I was gonna say I actually don't know if it's a real episode. The one that I would listen to all the time. It was called Gummies to the Rescue. And it was about, I guess, some guy was a a bad artist or something, and he had this powder that turned animals to stone. Yep, that was an episode. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) Sinister Sculptor. Yeah, Yeah. I think that was in the first season. Yep. But a lot of those books, like how the Dirty Money episode of Darkwing Duck became clean money when it ended up in book form. Mm-hmm. So I think that was just one of those things. I don't know why, why they had to change the titles. Probably just to make it more marketable. Sinister Sculpture doesn't really <laughs> clue you in on what the book is about, um, as far as which characters are in it. It's funny for me, I don't remember ever watching Gummy Bears back then. I think it's a much, much better show, but... I also haven't watched a, an episode of Wuzzles all the way through in probably 35 years, but I do remember the theme song vividly and like elements of the show, but I haven't watched a single episode in over 30 years. Two kinds of fun wrapped, wrapped up, up in roll. roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had I so much faith too. in the show. They actually was a full, it was a fully animated opening. It wasn't a clip show. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had faith in it. And what's and funny so- is the show sold, they made a lot of toys based on Wuzzles. For a one-season show, they really promoted the heck out of it. Yeah, I don't know if either of you follow this Instagram page called the Wuzium. I've seen it. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I didn't even realize how much stuff there was. They, like, every day are posting more and more merchandise, random Wuzzles merchandise. They're, it's, like, never-ending. It was really, it was a lot more popular overseas, I think, to franchise in general. I think it's like something that was bigger than Disney. I think it continued going on without Disney's involvement (laughs) after the show ended. I don't know how that worked because I don't follow it. Um, But it's a shame because Gummy Bears is a much better show that holds up really well if you go back and watch it. But there's not much merchandise for it. It kind of was very under the radar. Right, right. And actually, only up until recently... I, aside from the Kellogg's figures, I hadn't, uh, uh, or I wasn't aware that the Gummy Bears did have some, though few, some products that, that were released. Um, I'm sure they were trying to compete with another Bears type of show, the Care Bears, <laughs> at the time. So, yeah. You think? A little bit, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and everywhere I went, there was uh, somebody had Tender Heart or Grumpy Bear or Cloud Car, but yeah, Gummy Bears, they were <laughs> few and far between. Gummy Bears was Care Bears for tweens. <laughs> do, do you guys have any favorite Gummy Bear episodes or characters even? Um, um, I definitely really like Sunny Gummy. <laughs> yeah, even as an adult, for me, I mean, I, I always related to Cubby as a kid. Uh, I, I, I guess I still kind of enjoy Cubby because he is adventurous, but 
I'm probably more now on the on the lines of Tummy, who was just the the peacekeeper and just you know tried to keep a level head amongst all the the gummies. And uh, uh, Tummy has a little bit of a gut, which uh, I do. So you know, we share a lot. Yeah, I don't I don't think Cubby really holds up for an adult viewer. A lot of the episodes that lost me, like in the middle, usually have him as a starring character because I just can't relate to him now. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But I have to agree with Bill. I really love Tummy, and I think it's because of how understated Lorenzo's music's performance is. <laughs> yeah. Like, he he could become a walking fat joke, and sometimes he does, but they're very kind to him. And anytime the character is mistreated, you feel bad for him. Yeah. And Lorenzo just, he's a very, just the same voice coming out of Garfield that's so sarcastic sounds so sweet coming out of Tummy. Um, it's funny. Yeah. Um, I would say, though, with gummy bears that as a kid, it was kind of distracting some of the, the voices because it seemed like they were these famous voice actors, but they weren't doing like enough of a different voice. Like, uh, it, June Foray was um Grammy. The character. Yeah, Gra- Grammy, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, and it was just straight up like Natasha or something. And I, I couldn't hear it any different. And same thing with Lorenzo music. It just sounded like Garfield to me. <laughs> and you know, Zummy was also the, the usual Paul Winchell voice, something similar to Tigger. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's just t- Tigger with uh, those spoonerisms that he had. And uh, I actually, going back, now that I, I I remember that, yeah, Zummy was probably my my second favorite. I enjoyed him. And then uh, let's let let's us not forget the sixth gummy, which Gusto. was the awesome Gusto gummy. Yeah, voiced by Rob Paulson <laughs> himself. That was and that was one of Rob's earliest roles and you can hear how youthful he is mm-hmm. like it's crazy i listened to the new animaniacs and i know he had throat cancer and i i love this that voice after the death i love rob the death but you can so hear his age in yakko but mm-hmm. when you listen to gusto we're talking 35 years ago he sounds so young and he's so engaging it's like no wonder gusto has a really large female fan base <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But um, moving on to Gummy Bears, from Gummy Bears, did anybody ever actually see the Fluffy Dogs? Oh, my God. I loved that so much as a kid. <laughs> and I feel like it's a, a general... Um, most people look at it badly, like it was this horrible, like Disney mistake or something. But I loved it so much as a kid. Have I'm you seen s- it recently? <laughs> no, I'm scared. Don't, <laughs> don't. I I tried like about a year ago. I really tried on YouTube to watch it. It really doesn't hold <laughs> up. Like for Disney, for any for something Disney, you. And all the same people who are behind Gummy Bears, really, a lot of the same voice cast, um, Lorenzo Music is in it. It just doesn't doesn't hold up. Like, watch it for curiosity's sake. Mm-hmm. But it's like if Gummy Bears took place in modern times in the city and Duke Igthorn was a businessman. <laughs> and it's the same voice actor. Weird. Have you seen it, Bill? 
I have not. I had no exposure to fluffy dogs at all. And I think just out of curiosity, I YouTubed it a few years back and I was like, mm, I, I, <laughs> no thanks, I'm good. <laughs> well, I really should revisit it to see because when it when I was a kid and it came out, I it was one of those things like I saw once and there was toys of it and stuff and I wanted to have all the toys and I remember I would just draw the characters from it even though it was like a one-time viewing and I, I just got like a little tiny obsession that went away because it I think did it just air once and then yes. that's it it aired yeah. I think Thanksgiving weekend 1986 and it was a ratings bomb and it was supposed <laughs> to be a series and Disney bailed on that super quick because it reminds me of a lot of like 80s tripe, like Hug a Bunch and Popples. Oh, yeah. And that's really the feel I get from this. It doesn't feel like Disney, except for the production values, because it's TMS. But it doesn't, it, it doesn't work. But you know what? Watch it again, Tiffany, just for curiosity's sake, because it's an interesting curio from that time period. I love both of those too. Yeah. And from what I can remember, isn't it a really similar thing where in Hug a Bunch they like went through the yes. mirror or something and in yes. Dogs they do that too? Believe me, <laughs> I don't like most 80s stuff that I grew up with anymore, <laughs> but I know a lot about it. Yeah, I, I, I should watch that again too because I love that. The one with the live action too. puppets, that was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got to move on to the big one. DuckTales. Woo! Woo! <laughs> um, do you remember where you guys were when you first saw DuckTales? Out of curiosity, because that's this is a big one. If I'd be any place as a four-year-old watching television, it'd be in my living room. <laughs> yeah, I think I was at home, but I remember it was a big deal because my dad was a huge Uncle Scrooge um fan and we had like we had all these print carl barks prints in our hanging up in our house like That's awesome. when i was a kid and this is all before ducktales came out so he was like he was really excited about it coming out and we were waiting for that um that special that uh treasure of the golden suns right and uh yeah i'm pretty sure i was just at home but i remember it being this thing that we were waiting for to air <laughs> um i first saw ducktales about midway through treasure of the golden suns um i only knew scrooge from mickey's christmas carol but that was enough and i saw donald because it was on the three ducks of the condor episode right in the middle of that special and it was enough. That's all I needed to see. Donald was there. I saw a launch pad, and I'm like, this guy's interesting. I don't know who this is. Maybe I'll grow to like him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then there was Scrooge. And when I did, like, I watched the whole thing the next day because my grandmother taped it. I still have the tape of the original airing of that. Wow. I, I might I really have it. I had it for it. years. It's possibly in storage for me, too. I have the original airings of that, Time is Money, and Super DuckTales. I have all of that. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, I, I remember, and I was just going to agree with you on that, uh, Mike. I believe I jumped into the third episode of that, you know, five-parter. And uh, I agree. I, I was excited to see Donald because I don't think Donald, aside from Disney Channel stuff, which was, you know, uh, uh, kept away from the public unless you were paying for it. He mm -hmm. wasn't really on, he wasn't really on anything. So uh, and then again, Mickey's Christmas Carol 
like you said, was one of my all-time favorites. So hearing, it was like, you know, you're, you, you're stuck with Alan Young and, and it's mm-hmm. in your mind and you really, you know, that's embedded into your, your, your soul. You hear his voice anytime you think of Uncle Scrooge. Um, so and, yeah, I loved it. And it's, it was, go ahead, Tiff. I was going to say, was it only, the only other voice, was it that the, the voice actor that did, um, uh, the Scott, uh, Jacques from Lady and the Tramp before. <laughs> oh, from Scrooge McDuck and Money? Yeah. Yeah, there was one other guy who did him in the Spork Goofy special in the 80s, too. But Will, after, Ryan. Will Ryan. Yeah, and then after that, it was Alan Young up until his death. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? And with DuckTales, you, you can look at Wuzzles and even Gummy Bears, and like you can look at it and say, yeah, that's very 80s, and it kind of fits into all that other stuff. But DuckTales was something so different. Like the quality jump with DuckTales. Do you guys remember how big DuckTales actually was and for how long? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a I mean, it was huge. They there I do remember a lot of merchandise coming out for that. And you heard kids talking about it at school. And uh I mean, it was um it was pretty uh pretty momentous when it happened, when it came out. I mean, DuckTales changed the face of uh, syndicated programming entirely. It showed yeah. you could do a good show on, you know, weekday afternoons and not compromise, you know, just the quality of it. <laughs> yeah. And the, the other thing I also noticed, and I mean, maybe it was kind of like this in the 80s. I, I, I remember other shows doing this, but the music in DuckTales just, yeah. I, I, I loved it. It was just so, so gorgeous. So, so beautiful to hear like you heard you heard an entire orchestra uh and it you really, know who composed you know who composed that stuff that's ron jones right yeah family guys ron jones yeah that isn't that isn't that nuts <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't think any disney show of this era or the 90s really had the background scores ducktales ever did yeah i mean it wasn't until maybe the 90s when they started using like you know big orchestras for uh uh, animated programming. Like, I think animation. The Warner stuff. The Warner stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny Toons did it too. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Tiff. But uh, yeah, I guess they were hearkening back to what was that like the 40s and 50s when they did have the orchestras for those types of uh, mm-hmm. cartoons. Yeah, the Looney yeah, Tunes. Carl Star. Carl Star. Uh, Carl Starling. About, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but Ducktales is. I mean, like all these shows, they're just sweets that are cut up and just placed in the episode wherever they fit. But it's still, it's amazing stuff. Like, it sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Who are you guys' uh, favorite characters, not if not counting Launchpad? I know, that makes it hard. <laughs> From DuckTales? Yeah. Uh, for sure, Gizmo Duck slash yes. Fenton. <laughs> yes, yes. And then second would probably be Magic at a Spell, who I actually always loved in the comic books. Bill, how about you? Yeah, I was just going to say, well, I mean, I love Gizmo Deck, but I mean, Fenton just was also like a character all his own was just hilarious. <laughs> he, yeah. took over, he took over that show. Exactly. <laughs> um, my answer obviously is the same, Fenton and Gizmo Duck. Um, you know, I've, as an adult, I think Duckworth is hilarious. <laughs> I think his dry yeah. humor is so funny. And I know a lot, a lot of people don't like them, especially the Barks fans, but I really do love the Beagle Boys. Oh, for sure. 
Like, especially yeah, Ma I, Beagle. She's fantastic. I love the Beagle boys. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, um, Frank Welker, he did, like, what, three or four different he Beagle did <laughs> Big Time and Baggy. Okay. And then, yeah. then speaking of Duckworth, um, Chuck McCann. Loved him. Absolutely loved Chuck McCann. And he goes from doing the dry you know, uh, the dry and humorless Duckworth to doing uh, Burger Beagle with that curly Howard. <laughs> yeah. Curly, um, yeah. My curly totally. Yeah. Favorite Duckworth line. I break for cake. <laughs> <laughs> so Even had the, his... the favorite episode. Duckworth's revolt. Yes. <laughs> with the vegetable aliens. Yeah, oh, Disney shows God. had this crazy thing with vegetable aliens. Darkwing Duck did it, too. And you know what? I think, I feel like maybe it's a nod to that, what's considered the worst Lost in Space episode ever, which is about alien vegetables. Well, it's a show Tad and all the writers probably watched, and all the other guys on DuckTales, too. Oh, and you know what else? What? Uh, speaking, they must have been Lost in Space fans, um, because... I, I mean, I'm a huge Lost in Space fan, and I didn't notice this until a couple of years ago, but one of the insults that um, Dr. Smith calls the robot is a blathering blatherskite. <laughs> no way, really? Yeah, and I'm like, that must have been what this came from, for sure. <laughs> it had to have been. Wow. Because <laughs> their, genera their generation would have watched Lost in Space. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Thank you for teaching me something tonight. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, well, what, what, are, like, do you guys have any other favorite episodes of DuckTales? Tiffany, uh, go first. Hmm. I, I really like the, the pep episode. <laughs> I forget what it's called. It's called the big flub. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, um, I remember that I think it was one of the like later episodes where they have the golden goose. That was a serious finale. Yeah, and yeah. that I remember I, I was it's an, a cartoon, but I was on the edge of my seat like the whole time, like towards the end. Right. No, I I totally get it because I was there too. <laughs> yeah, I literally had to help hold my breath because I felt like the world around <laughs> me was going to turn to gold as it was yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. So good. So, Bill, how about you? Favorite episodes? Oh, okay. Um, well, I I definitely love time teasers. I I feel like any time or any type of episode that has Gyro in it, I, even though he's a little underrated, I know Vix will definitely appreciate my saying this. Hi, Vix. But, yeah, <laughs> hi, Vix. Um, time teasers was great because it was like you guys know me. I don't need to explain it, but anything with time travel or like you know any type of time warping episodes were fun and i felt like the nephews were really enjoying that um and i believe i think at the end the beagle boys end up uh uh using the time teasers and you know really screwing things up too and then was there an episode with the time tub i think was yes that sir gyro de gear loose yeah <laughs> well, both of the time tub in it yeah that's right well i think the the ending of time teasers they go back to like i guess an era where pirates roam the seas yes, and, and pete Yes, Black Pete, played by Will uh, Will Ryan. Um, yeah. There was that little, uh, that was like the act three, and uh, all all three, uh, the, the groups, I think it was, uh, well, Scrooge was there, 
and Gyro, they, uh, there was the three boys, the nephews, and the Beagle Boys, and all three had to distract the pirates so that Gyro can get his time tub hooked up to, the, I think, the pirate ship. And uh, Scrooge and Gyro went first. The boys went second. They were wow in the crowd. Then the Beagle Boys threw this little barbershop quartet that just <laughs> completely wowed over the pirates. And it just, it was just, I enjoyed it. I was, it was hilarious. Well, I, uh, Gyro and Scrooge come out and they go, Give me the old soft shoe. And someone throws a shoe at Scrooge. <laughs> Give him the hook. <laughs> but yeah, the Beagle Boys come out and they're singing about their mother and they're making the pirates cry. It's great. Yeah. So I'd say, my, do you have any other favorite episodes, Bill? Uh, I mean, aside from uh, the entire Super DuckTales uh, yeah. uh, five-parter and the, and the initial... Um, uh, oh, 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 I forgot about the... Um, what was the second to the last one where they go into the internet? That was the first time. Scrooge's I feel like we, last adventure. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time we'd ever like experienced the quote unquote internet uh, <laughs> on an animated series. So that was pretty cool. I'd say my, I'm going to go do like my top three. I love Robot Robbers. Um, mm. Great adaption of a Bark story. Uh, really fun use of Glomgold as not even a bad guy. He's actually one of the good guys who gets punished at the end for no real reason. And um, the TMS animation is really good in that one. Um, I also like Double O Duck, not just because of what it led to. That's a really great episode. And this one's not a surprise as me me being a Darkwing fan. I love the Masked Mallard. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty stylized. And just to get it out of the way, that was not an influence for Darkwing Duck. Tad had never even seen it. Yeah, I think I remember hearing that. Uh, that was shared through like an interview that Tad had. Yes, he did. He did mention that. So yeah, that's DuckTales. I mean, we could talk all day about just DuckTales because <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. But let's yeah. let's up and move on from DuckTales and let's talk about Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> a show I don't like as much as DuckTales, even though I have fond memories of it. Um, Tiffany, what do you remember from Rescue Rangers? Have you seen it lately? What uh, do you remember from the show? There was a couple episodes that I revisited, the ones that I remember loving the most, which, I mean, I guess I could get into that. The two, my two favorite would be Risky Business. <laughs> that one's a good one. And uh, Case of the Cola Cult. <laughs> Everyone says Case of the Cola Cult. Cult. <laughs> But um, oh, but you know who sang that song, right? I, well, Tad Stones wrote it, right? Yeah, Rob Paulson sang it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> um, and then I would say, I I had a tape. Uh, you know, um, they had maybe was it three or four tapes that they released of Rescue Rangers. Yeah, they did do Rescue Rangers and DuckTales, too. The one that I had was Crime Busters, so I definitely watched over and over and over again Cattery's Not Included and Piracy Under the Seas, and I love both yeah. those episodes, too. Cattery's <laughs> Not Included was the pilot. Yeah. It's really how about, good. How about you, Bill? Uh, well, I, I'll be honest. Um, up until that point, I think, before the Disney afternoon actually came came to be, Chippendale was really my thing. I mean, probably even more than DuckTales at a certain point. And I don't really? think I've ever mentioned that. Yeah, I've never mentioned that before. And I, I mean, I absolutely loved it. I mean, there's so many episodes that I could go through. Um, I, I enjoyed, just, like the ones that 
that Tiff mentioned, uh, including the ones that were on that VHS, which I also have. Um, I, I remember, oh, uh, Song of the Nightingale was fun because that was just, uh, again, another episode where Rob was in. And it was just fun to see them kind of pranking, uh, the, the, I guess, the villain in that episode where they're in, I think, China. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, that was enjoyable. Um, double O Chipmunk. So for kind of sticking with that whole theme of double O uh, uh, shows, that was great uh, seeing Dale. And actually, you know, I, I felt like I kind of was annoyed by Dale a lot because I related more <laughs> with Chip because I liked to, quote unquote, be the leader and be more you know, by the books, but I, I enjoyed to see, or I enjoyed seeing Dale, uh, have his mischievous side and, uh, hearing all that about, um, uh, or, or seeing Dale in that role and then gadget, you know, being the femme fatale, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, and then I think, um, was that the episode with, um, oh, it was a, uh, like, um, a gangster, uh, type of character, uh, uh oh, that rat. Rat Capone. Rat Capone. Yeah. 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 But they, yeah, there, there are so many episodes I can't even begin to talk about. But yeah, Case of the Cola Cult is probably also <laughs> on my list too. Yeah. Did you feel the fizz of Coca Cola? Oh, I felt the fizz. <laughs> I think we all did. Yep. Um, yeah, I forgot to mention one. The ones that I loved as a kid were um, the ones that had Kanina LaFur in them, and I. <laughs> I really? actually did. Yeah, I well, I also loved uh, Carol Channing. Yeah, Carol Channing, and um, I I did do fan art of Kanina Lafer. <laughs> I think she was in the very last two aired episodes, as a matter of fact. They, they shoot dogs, don't they? That was a weird one. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I remember. Oh, god. I think that's. The one I'm pretty sure that's where the reference comes from that I drew, which was a, a photo because um, she kept miss uh, she kept not calling Monterey Jack his name correctly. So it was like <laughs> I did an autograph photo of Kanina Lafer and it said to Montgomery Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so for me, Rescue Rangers, I really, really loved it when it was new. Like, that was, like, just the perfect time for me. It aired in 89, so I was in fifth grade. But that was, like, a crazy year for me. I remember there was Rescue Rangers, the new DuckTales episodes. That was the year Ninja Turtles got huge. There was a Mario Brothers cartoon show that fall, too. And that was just such a busy year. So I have all these great memories, like, wrapped up in Rescue Rangers and all those other shows. But going back to it as an adult... Don't shoot me, Rescue Ranger fans. I don't think it holds up all that well. I mean, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could kind of understand what you mean because I, I felt like they played for a younger audience then and translating now, the, the stories are not slow, but they do kind of bring you down to that elementary level. I think a big part of it is the characters don't have much depth. Maybe Gadget does a little bit. I won't argue that, but Chip and Dale don't, and they're your leads. I think you can't really sit with those high-pitched voices for very long. <laughs> you know, as great as Corey Burton and Tress McNeil are, 
the stories are very simple. They're all just kind of let's save the day stories with the same five cast members in every episode. So you don't get that variety because they all have to be in it. I think it falls back on the same villains too much and it eventually becomes a hindrance. Like, every time they want to do something insane and scientific, oh, this is getting him Nolan here. And we'll just say it was his latest thing. And it was just, last time I marathoned it, yeah. it was really hard to sit through it. I mean, once in a while you get the odd episode that's really good, like the Call of Cult, um, or the one with where Dale gets the rubber bando powers, episodes like yep. that that are just <laughs> nuts. Like, sometimes the show goes off the rails and just gets crazy. And those right. first those first 13 TMS episodes from the very beginning of the run are really great. You know, Categories Not Included, Kiwi's Big Adventure, all of those. But then as you go, like, the last 25-some-odd episodes, the show really starts to run out of steam, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard. It's very hard to marathon it. How many episodes was it? 65. Hmm. But... I mean, even though, and I will agree with you on that, I mean, you know, looking back, that that would probably be uh, a show that I, I may not be able to enjoy as much now, um, but I still appreciate it for what it did then. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and we all need to acknowledge the fact that that was really, that was the start of, like, the Jim Cummings show. It definitely was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you mentioned Nimno, which was... A hilarious uh, uh, take on a on this scientist, and then Fat Cat. I remember seeing a YouTube <laughs> yes. uh, clip of a behind the scenes featurette that came out then, and he was saying it was a mix of Dom DeLuise and <laughs> Zero Mostel. Zero Mostel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and he said it's like a round sounding uh, voice, and he does it so well. It's crazy. It's it, I, it's good. I I enjoy Fat Cat for that fact alone. Yeah, my Did only. Anyone- Oh, I'm sorry, Tiffany. Go ahead. I was going to say, did anyone else get uh, Yukon Cornelius vibes from Monterey Jack? <laughs> I always do. <laughs> I watched Rudolph over the weekend with my daughter, and he he is Monterey Jack. <laughs> <laughs> my only thing with Fat Cat, as much as I do like him, he's all talk. He doesn't do anything. And right. he's surrounded by idiots. And I feel like that really, really lessens him as a villain. He's in so many episodes. He doesn't actually do anything. And he has no personal connection to the rescue rangers. He never even calls them by name. Right, right. Like like Don Carnage, and we'll get to him in a minute. He knows Baloo and Kit, and he talk and he has a history with them and he talks directly to them. Fat Cat never does that. It's always, oh, those rangers. It's like, <laughs> well, you're in like 20-some-odd episodes. Can you at least have a deeper relationship with these guys? But it's always, you know, Fat Cat, there's not much to him, and he's surrounded by these morons who always screw everything up. And it's very 80s cliche. Like, like Shredder was a great villain, but the idiots he was surrounded by always let him down. And after a while, they used him in so many episodes. Right. Like, it hurts the show. And I feel that way about Rescue Rangers, too. I do. As great as Fat Cat is. Right, right. Now, uh, let me ask you guys this. Um, Did you really not like Peter Cullen's portrayal of Monterey Jack? I couldn't tell the difference as a kid. Me either. (laughs) And the funny thing was, in the, uh, I guess, well, not the pilot, but the uh, five-part... To the Rescue. Yeah, to the Rescue episodes... 
they interchange between Jim and Peter. <laughs> and I guess you're right. As a kid, it was kind of hard to tell. But it, subconsciously, I, I had this feeling that yeah, something wasn't right when <laughs> I hear fat or excuse me, Monterey Jack lower. I knew that was Colin. Or if I would, you know, hear him really doing that goofy like cheese, you know, that that's, that's Jim, yeah. That's Jim, yeah. So Yeah, Colin that, was let go because apparently he Jim was funnier. I think <laughs> Colin's voice though is more nuanced. Mm-hmm. Jim is a lot more bombastic. Yeah. So there I, is a difference there. I will admit that. I just didn't see it as a kid. Right, right. I do believe there was a couple good episodes with Peter in them. Uh, and I, I think immediately I think of a lad in a lamp. And that's the one when uh, Monty finds uh, a magic lamp, switches uh, uh, with the genie inside. He gets taken <laughs> by Fat Cat and his gang. And like, you know, the, the Rangers all go to help and it's all just chaos. And I laughed at the part where uh, he's like, uh, he gets Meps. And actually, that's Colin again, which I enjoy Colin as Meps. The, God, the that voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that voice. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's great, Mike. Yeah, he gets Meps. To, to, he's like, wish for Ranger toys. He's like, yeah, I wish for Ranger toys. And that's all this chaos. Uh-huh. You know. Meps is a character that is so addled they would never they would never do him these days, uh-huh. you know. And you know, Wart, that's Jim doing his Peter Laurie voice. Yes, yes, like, like straight out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna make this a two part episode because we we're getting to a big one for Bill, <laughs> which could easily take a while. But I wanna I wanna back up to one more show we skipped to wrap up this first part. Okay. Who watched the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh? Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. I did. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Who didn't? It ran, it ran on ABC for until the end of the decade in the 90s. <laughs> yes. Everybody watched it. Yeah. They did it. They did it justice. I mean, they were coming off the tails of I think one of the last uh features that they came out with which was and I remember it came out uh, when I was really young, but it was uh, Winnie the Pooh and A Day for Eeyore, yes, and I, I remember having, yeah, I remember having that on VHS. Uh, my uncle recorded that, and I watched that probably till the tape was almost burnt out. Um, but I, I'm, I'm assuming that they were pre- pretty much trying to roll off the heels uh, from that, and they did it justice. They did it so well. I gotta say, we had four seasons, and. Another show we recently sat through all of, and my daughter gladly watched all of it. It holds up from beginning to end. It absolutely does. Yeah, I would have to say I am not a Winnie the Pooh fan, but I enjoyed that show. (laughs) And of course, this is the beginning. This is the real beginning, honestly, of the Jim Cummings era, because this is him as Pooh for the first time. Wait, and wasn't a, he? Wasn't didn't he play him in Welcome to Pooh's Corner? Or no, no, that was somebody else. That might have been Will Ryan. No, that was Hal Smith. Okay, I was I was oh, close. Oh, the Will Ryan, true. Tony Pope, or Will or or Hal Smith, one of the three. I'm getting right. confused because his first was uh the the lion in Dumbo Circus, yes. right? Okay. Yes. He was El Capitan in Treasure of the Golden Suns too. Yeah. So he did have Gold. roles. <laughs> Gold. Um, so 
But who was the first big one? And then he was trading off with Paul Winchell for Tigger, too, about midway in the first season before he completely took over. Yeah, he retired. Yeah, and deservedly so. He had a long career. And the show is fun. I mean, it's not deep. There isn't much to talk about, but it's fun. Yeah, honest, honestly, now, um, I can't really recommend or I can't really recollect any episodes. No. I mean, if I, you know, if I went back and started watching it, maybe I might have some memories. But there was only really one true episode that I will remember forever till probably the day I die. <laughs> Which is and what? Winnie the Pooh and Christmas 2. That was the season finale, <laughs> yeah. Season yeah. five, series five, series final, the Christmas special. Now you mentioned something about that special you really liked. You mentioned to me months ago. What was it? Um, no, jogging, your, jogging your memory it involves <laughs> Gopher. Oh yeah, oh, I, that yeah, that's one thing that a, a good friend of mine from high school. Uh, we're still friends, and anytime Christmas rolls around, because we always rattle off all our favorite Christmas specials, episodes, films, and everything. Who doesn't do that. Well, what's that? Who doesn't do that? Exactly. Yeah. And we'll always go back to, I mean, you know, maybe back in high school, we may not have been able to mention it out loud a lot, but you know, I don't know why, but uh, teen angst, I guess. But yeah, now as adults, we're, we just have so much fun with it. And he and I are probably the only two that get this reference. And it's the part where they need to wake up Gopher to get them a Christmas tree for Santa Claus to put their gifts underneath. And Gopher initially declines but then when they said well it's for rabbit says it's for santa and he's like sandy claus <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 michael uh michael goff right there um but uh yeah they finally he's chopping the tree down and he's literally got this massive chunk out of this huge pine tree chopped out and, and i'm gonna try to do it i'll probably not do it justice but he's like Oh, all I got to say is, oh, say, Nicholas better appreciate this. And he chops it down. It falls on top of him. And then he's lifting it. He goes, mm, tell me where you want it. Tell me where you want it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they got Goff to do Gopher when How, you know, Howard Morris was still alive. But I'll tell you, he, that, it doesn't really matter because he's still so funny. Uh, it's just, it just, it, it tickles me pink every time I think about it. So yeah, good times, good times. And then you can't, you, you can't not get goosebumps when you hear like the theme song from gotta get up, gotta get going. Yeah. It's when that came <laughs> on on ABC, like you knew like, Oh, great. Pooh is on. Didn't matter how old you were, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I'll give it, I'll give the show this. It held back on Rue. Watching it, I was shocked how little he appeared. When you think to like the early 2000s when he was in everything, <laughs> this show really held back on him and it was very rabbit heavy, which makes going back to it as an adult easier than you'd think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like Rabbit was basically the, uh, I guess, the stubborn adult that everybody yeah. kind of needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the adult audience surrogate, basically. Yeah. And it always seemed like anytime Rabbit felt like he was solving problems, he would just make, make things worse. Yeah. I kind of hated you... him as a kid, though. 
<laughs> spoiling everyone's fun. Yep. <laughs> but it is really amazing how long that show stuck around. Even if after it was done with new episodes, ABC held on to it for a long time. Like even in like 1999, you would still see Pooh airing on ABC mm-hmm. with Schoolhouse Rock and Looney Tunes. Like that stuff was <laughs> still airing. <laughs> So we're going to wrap up part one of this discussion right now. Um, join us for part two. We talk about Tailspin, um, a little bit of Darkwing. You know, this is a Darkwing podcast. We don't have to go into it, maybe a little bit, and other shows after that. So join us for part two, Bill <laughs> and, and the um, <laughs> and the rest, <laughs> and the rest. Um, so join us for part two. Uh, we are the Saint Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all major podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple devices, iTunes, um, YouTube, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. I think that was all of them. (laughs) And yeah, you can join our Facebook communities, our podcast page, and our group page. And also join our uh, weekly Zoom chats every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And join us for part two of this discussion. And we'll see you next time on the St. Canard Files. Everybody have a good night. Stay dangerous. Take care, everybody. Bye.